Hi, everybody. Welcome to All There Is. I'm your host, Kelly Bargabas. As you know, for quite a few episodes now, I think I think maybe I've done two or three on aging, getting older, life. You've probably realized by now that I'm pretty contemplative and tend to think about things a lot. And, you know, I've, I've also shared with you before that the way that I process things and the way that I process things that I'm going through in my life are uh, by writing about them, by thinking about them, by I have just this need to wrap my head around things and, and find ways to understand them. And I don't know about you, but at this age of my life, at this point in my life, I certainly have been through a lot. You know, there's been a lot, mostly really happy, great times. I've had a great life. I have my health. I have a family that loves me and I love them. But I certainly have also had my share of heartbreak, betrayal, and, you know, my life going in directions that I just did not see coming. And those things have been hard to to live with. And I think when those things happen, you find yourself questioning, especially when you're middle-aged, you find yourself questioning, you know, where did I get on this wrong path? Thinking back over your life and thinking about, is there a decision I could have made that would have made things go differently in my life? You know, if, if I could do it all over again, would I make the same decision? Would I make the same choices? Would I have lived the same life if, if I could go back to the beginning and start over? And I've asked myself that question a lot of times and trying to understand and figure out why I did some of the things that I did, why I made some of the choices that I made. And I haven't really made much headway in that line of thinking, but I think you'll see that's definitely a theme in what I'm going to share today. This piece that I'm going to read to you today was actually inspired by me just finding randomly, unexpectedly, an old picture of myself. I found a snapshot of myself when I was in high school. And I think because of where I was at in my life and some of the things that I had just recently gone through, I was in this sort of mindset. And when I saw this picture of myself as a teenager, it really stopped me in my tracks. It was kind of like a punch in the gut, not in a bad way, but just like, oh my God, there she is. That was me before all this happened. That was me before all of this heartbreak, all of this betrayal, all of this sadness, all of this questioning, all of this life. And at that time, I was just feeling very... I guess, beat down by it all. I was exhausted. I was mentally, emotionally exhausted. And I think seeing that young girl, what struck me too is, you know, it was almost like, who is that? I didn't recognize her. And that freaked me out a little bit. Anyway, all of that is just an intro to this piece I'm going to share. And I know that it, this is a universal state of mind. I know it's a universal thing to go through all of this. That's that's what life is, right? And so I know that this will resonate with some of you. And this piece is called All She Needs to Know. And I hope you enjoy it. I found a snapshot of myself recently. The date on the back tells me this was my senior year of high school, not long before graduation. It feels odd to look at this young girl, a stranger who looks so much like me but seems so far away. Am I sad the years went so fast and that 17-year-old girl is now 50? Or am I sad because I don't remember that girl very well and I feel like I lost her? She is sitting on her twin bed, smiling at the sister 
I'm sure, is taking the photograph. What was she thinking? Was she happy? What did she want from this life, from these 50 years? I can't look away. I lay my thumb and forefinger together in the center of the picture and sweep them outward, trying to zoom in like I do on my iPhone before I remember that 1985 was a very long time before cell phones. Instead, I hold the photograph up to my squinty eyes, longing to see the details of the bedroom that I remember up close. The headboard with the built-in bookshelves kept her clock radio and favorite books close by. I still have that complete set of Little House on the Prairie that made me fall in love with stories and words. There's a shadow of a boy in the framed picture of the sunset, but I can't remember which one. She's wearing pleated, high-waisted jeans with a canvas belt and a pale green tank top underneath a white lace blouse. The hair is 80s music video big. The desk next to the bed is full of scraps of paper with quotes that moved her, a diary and journals where she attempted to capture her days, favorite song lyrics by Stevie Nicks, Phil Collins, and Dire Straits, and pretty paper bags and stationery that she loved to collect. Before vision boards, girls pin their hopes and dreams up on bulletin boards, just like the one in this picture. Her love for Care Bears and field hockey is apparent, and on her wall is a cross-section of a wood stump with a decoupaged picture of Jesus surrounded by children. I want to reach out and touch her hair and hold her young, spot-free hands. I'd like to sit on her bed with my legs curled up under me and talk all night. I want to tell her that the boys she cries over, the ones who keep her up at night and mess with her head and make her feel like she's not enough, the boys who have already broken her young heart, I want to tell her they won't matter. Not really. I'd tell her to stop drinking so much beer and Tangeray gin and Seagram 7. Thirteen was far too young that night in the kitchen of Rosie's grandmother with the mat splits and the straws because high school Michelle told you and your friends that straws could get you buzzed faster. You didn't even know what buzzed was, but once you tasted it, you knew you liked it. It transformed you. But it is a liar. It won't change you. It will create so much noise and distraction, you won't hear the warning bells. You won't hear the whispers of your soul until it's too late. You'll tell yourself that you drink because you like it, that you're just having fun or that you deserve it. But the truth is, you will drink because at 13, you realize you could hide behind it. Your young, undeveloped brain will build a corner with high walls. You'll hide from your insecurity and worry as well as your heartache and anger. But this corner will also hide you from the truth, and that will prove to be very dangerous. If you don't stop now, you'll soon be in your 20s hiding in your spare room with Coors Light, watching reruns of Mary Tyler Moore until he falls asleep. In your 30s, you won't see the secrets that you're sharing a house and a bed with. In your 40s, you'll drown out grief and brokenness with beer, Crown Royal, and red wine. You'll still be wrestling with this liar at 50 years old, convinced it's the drinking that's the problem. It's the hiding. Would I tell this young version of me in the picture about the careless decisions she'll soon make that will take her down a long and winding path that will end in heartbreak so deep and ruinous she couldn't possibly comprehend it? Not at 17. She has no idea what she doesn't see coming. Would I warn her and tell her to move far away, go to college out of state so she'd never meet him, and if she never met him, she couldn't possibly end up his wife or his victim? 
but then she'd miss so much. She wouldn't be there when her first nephew was born in the middle of the night, or for the two nieces that soon followed, and all the ones after that. She would miss holding those babies that became her greatest loves, and wouldn't be there to help them grow up. She would be absent at Sunday dinners with her parents and brothers and sisters. She would miss the picnics and softball games and hide-and-seek on the farm. She would not attend weddings and funerals of people she loved or witness her parents grow older. If she ran away now to a different life and different future, she would miss so much. So maybe I wouldn't tell her any of this. Maybe I'll just let her continue headfirst into the life laid out for her and wish her the best. Whisper in her ear, you will be okay. You will survive it all. You are enough. What I'd like to do is crawl up onto that twin bed with a white eyelet bedspread, lie down next to her and hold her like I might a daughter if I had one. I'd tell her not to attach her value to how much she weighs. She'll never be this thin again. Or whether or not her looks hold up, or how old she is, or her job title, and how much money she makes or has in the bank, or what her husband does or doesn't do, the house she lives in, whether she's married or divorced, cheated on or abandoned. I'd tell her that fixing other broken people is not her responsibility, and how much others need her won't increase her value. I'd take all night to tell that 17-year-old girl what took me a lifetime to realize. That her intrinsic worth lies in the deepest depth of her spirit that is owned by the God she so desperately wants to please. The same God who doesn't require any of her perfection or regret or shame. The God who values her so much that he anchors her very soul to him so that throughout all of this life's journey, she will not get lost. He will not let her go. That is her value. That is her worth. That is all she needs to know. I still get emotional even just reading it myself. It's such a powerful lesson to learn that all those things that take up so much real estate in our minds throughout our lives, all the things that we stress about and worry about and have angst over and the things that we let destroy us and make us sad and the things that we let determine how we feel about ourselves. None of it matters. Coming full circle to realize that my value, my worth, my soul uh, is all anchored to God. And, you know, I know that's a, that's a personal preference for you. It, it might be a different higher power. It might be service to others. It might be a different God that you worship. But whatever it is, I know this. I know that it's not what we look like, how much we weigh, how much money we make or don't make, how much we have in the bank, who loves us, who doesn't love us, who cheats on us, who betrays us, who lies to us. It's none of those things. And that is the lesson I, I definitely wish I could have learned. Even if I made all the same decisions, you know, if I could have learned and known that in the deepest depth of my soul, Perhaps it would have changed things. Perhaps it wouldn't have. Who knows, right? Who knows? Anyway, that's my thoughts for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it resonated with you. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening and devoting your time to listen. You can visit kellybargabas.com slash podcast at any time to listen to past episodes. You can also find episodes on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can like it and share it with your friends. Until we meet again, take care.